Welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. Today is September 22nd, 2022. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover the breaking news, culture, and mematic warfare. We will show you why only Bitcoin can give you true financial sovereignty. And when we mean that, we obviously mean freedom. Today we have a very special show lined up for you guys. We're going to talk about Bitcoin adoption. And we're going to talk about how the incentives of Bitcoin are irresistible. There was an article by Reuters basically saying the thing that we've been all we've been making the case for that Argentine Argentines, Argentinians are using Bitcoin to um, they're using Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation. And remember, inflation for someone living in Argentina is very different than inflation from someone living in the West. Yeah, you know, we have historic inflation. It's 8 9%. But in Argentina, it's more than 50%, right? You, you, you don't have an alternative. And what's really interesting also is that, remember the IMF bailout? The IMF bailout came with contingencies saying, hey, you have to de-incentivize the adoption of Bitcoin and shitcoins. Well, it doesn't look that that's working. And that goes to the case that we've been trying to make for you guys is that incentives are always stronger than coercion. And that's why Bitcoin will win ultimately. But first, I want to say hello to my special co-hosts. He's always optimistic. He is. <laughs> Optimist Fields. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, Nico. Special as in special ed, obviously. But <laughs> good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Happy to be here. Super excited. I'm feeling good. I, I think I'm a little too jacked up this morning, Nico. Look, my hair is all messed up. Uh, I drank like six cups of coffee this morning. I'm excited. I got heated this morning because uh, the Financial Times dropped an article saying that you can't trust Bitcoin maximalists. So, of course, we're going to cover this opinion piece. And, and you know, well, we'll just leave it at, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good show, bro. I'm, I'm excited for this one. And uh, did, did we lose our guest today? Is, is his internet messing up? Yeah, Adrian, you know, he, he, it looks like he couldn't make it, but, you know, this is a live show. We're going to keep it going. <laughs> if he drops back in, we'll introduce you guys. He's a fellow pleb. He is freaking awesome. Dude, I'm really, really excited for this show because, once again, Bitcoin exp is exposing the tyrants' incentives. All right, let's do this. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right. Oh. Looks like Adrian looks like Adrian's back. But guys, you know the deal. And I made sure to check Clark Moody dashboard is back, guys. It's back. It's back and it's all all its greatness. Oh, we got two versions of Adrian coming back. He's having trouble with his internet. Anyways, at the time of this recording, the Bitcoin price is 18,908 sats per dollar, also known as Moscow time, 5,288 block height. 755,245 reachable Bitcoin nodes, 14,483 blocks to the halving, 84,755 having estimates April 22nd, 2024 total lightning network capacity, 4,814 capacity value, $91 million. Took a little bit of a dip. I can't wait for that number to go above 100 million US dollars. Realize monetary inflation taking the US dollar to absolute school 1.78% market capitalization. Bitcoin is still a little baby. And uh it's a good time to stack guys. I hope you guys got we we I think we went to 183 185 
I managed to get some at 18.5. Those are some cheap sats, man. That felt really, really, really good. I'm not going to lie. Anyways, today I want to talk about this, uh, the rate rake height yesterday by the Fed. Now, dude, it's it's absolutely crazy. And I, and I, and I actually tweeted about it. No, I didn't have the tweet pulled up. But look, the whole economy and the whole future and everyone's, you know, like either with the, whether the stock market is going to go up or down is all dependent about what the chairman is going to say. And when I say chairman, I'm not talking about the chairman, uh, Xi Jinping, uh, chairman of the Chinese Communist Party. I'm talking about Jay Powell, right? <laughs> so isn't this central planning? <laughs> How is this different from the, from a communist country? Like it, it it's 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 pretty crazy to me. Um, but anyways, he he did a rate rate uh, uh, a rake hike of seventy five basis points, right? Some people were expecting a hundred. Anyways, now let's compare that to Bitcoin's monetary policy, shall we? So we don't know, right? We have no idea. We wait for a man in the suit that is not elected. He's 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 chosen to get to decide the direction of the US economy. Now let's take a look at Bitcoin's monetary policy, right? Shout out documenting Bitcoin. You do an awesome job, my brother. The rate of Bitcoin supply issuance for the next 118 years. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We know the monetary policy of Bitcoin for the next 118 18 years. We didn't even know what the monetary policy was going to be. We were all speculating on what it was going to be. We went from 75. Some people were thinking 100. Some people were thinking 75. But how crazy is that? The whole world's economy surrounds itself and waits for a guy in a suit hiding behind this fiat emblem to say, yes, this is where the direction of the U.S. economy is going to go. It's just, it's it's absolutely absurd. And now let's compare that to Bitcoins, right? Um, let's go to where we are now. We are at 2020. So the block reward is 6.125, 6.25. The block reward 2024 is 3.12, 2028, 1.56, 2032.78, 2036.39, 2040.19, 2040.09, 2048.02. And it just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It's literally night and day. And I also wanted to play this video by Jamie Diamond. And let's take a look at what he has to say about Bitcoin and shitcoins. Let's check it out. Uh, Mr. Diamond, if I can ask you one other question, I'd like to ask about another topic that I've been very focused on, which is the rapid development of digital assets and related financial technology. Uh, I believe the United States should lead the development of emerging technologies like distributed ledgers and blockchain, and the federal government should provide the certainty needed for the country to serve as a hub for financial innovation. And I've developed legislation to help define qualified stable coins, which I know the chairwoman and the ranking member are also working on, uh, and to select the appropriate regulator. I've read that you're a little skeptical of some of these new technologies, but what are the biggest things keeping you from being more active in the space? And, and do you worry that we would miss the boat and give other nations like China an opportunity to advance their digital currency and other payment systems that could undermine the US dollar? And I'd love to get some of your thoughts on that. So uh, you have to separate uh, blockchain, which is real, DeFi, which is real, ledgers, you know, tokens that do something and deliver information, money, ideas, simplify, smart contracts. That's one thing. I'm not a skeptic. Okay, I'm a major skeptic on crypto tokens, which you call currency, like Bitcoin. They are decentralized Ponzi schemes, and, and the notion that's good for anybody is unbelievable. So we sit here in this room and talk about a lot of things, but $2 billion has been lost. Every year, $30 billion of ransomware, AML, sex trafficking, stealing, uh, it's dangerous. There'd be nothing wrong with a stable coin properly, which is like a money market fund, properly regulated. Properly regulated. You have some today and they are not. JP Morgan has a JP Morgan, we are a big user blockchain, has a JP Morgan coin, which is a token, but if you send it to us, we give you a US dollar. It's a dollar deposit. That can be moved just the way uh, cryptocurrencies can be moved. Stable value, very low cost. So, <laughs> decentralized Bitcoin, bad. Tokens, 
like stable coins, which could easily be captured by regulators, um, our shitcoin, JP Morgan shitcoin that uses the blockchain, good. Blockchains are inefficient databases. They're dog crap, right? Blockchains function as they they shine as open ledgers, right? That, that That's what they're for. And the only blockchain that's worth its salt because it's decentralized, because it's backed by proof of work, is Bitcoin. <laughs> Centralization, good. Decentralization, like Bitcoin, bad. Right, we've heard that a thousand times, but I mean, what did you what do you expect from someone that has the most to lose if something like Bitcoin wins? It 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 doesn't surprise me whatsoever. You know, so dude, look, what I'm trying to what I'm gonna try to paint out this entire what I'm gonna try to paint out this entire episode, guys, is the differences between the worlds, right? The worlds that they want you to continue living in. And the world that Bitcoin provides you. And I'm going to get to a little bit during the news section, but what we've covered so far, it's just the differences in monetary policy alone. 118 years, we know what the monetary policy of Bitcoin is. We know what the issuance of Bitcoin will be. And the world that they're advocating for depends on a guy in a suit every couple of weeks getting to dictate just off the top of his head. And then those decisions have caught us catastrophic consequences to everybody else. And now with Jamie Dylan, decentralization bad. What, what about all the advantages of Bitcoin? What about the fact that Bitcoin is protecting millions of people and soon enough billions of people from being stolen from by by uh, by inflation? What about that, Jamie Dimon? Is that a Ponzi scheme? It's funny. It's really funny. Opti, what are your thoughts, brother? Well, first off, like, wow, I, I, I literally can't believe I just heard Jamie Diamond say that right now. I, I'm glad I didn't uh, watch that video before because that was absolutely amazing. Like, first and foremost, let me let me get back to the, the Fed rate stuff because I say it all the time, you know, like, imagine caring about what a small group of people are doing to your money supply. Like, can't be me, couldn't relate. This is why we're here separating money from state. Satoshi was able to domesticate human greed by taking the power of manipulating the money supply out of the hands of humans. And it's absolutely amazing. Next. Wow. Just like, wow. JP Morgan. I like, what year are we in? He, he just said like blockchain, good DeFi, good stable coins, good, but Bitcoin bad. Like I, the, the PR spin here is absolutely insane. Like he lying through his teeth right here. It, it, that was insane. Uh, but let's not forget that JP Morgan owns a portion of Ethereum infrastructure. So we obviously know where the, where his bias is coming from. And, and we know exactly what he's trying to angle in, in that speech. It's like, okay, we, you know, like, uh, what do he say? He called, he called us, he called us, um, like the typical criminals, like money launderers, uh, where we're facilitating all kinds of criminal activities with decentralized currencies like Bitcoin. And then he says like, oh yeah, but our shit coin is good. And, and our shit coin is pegged to the dollar. We, you know, stable coins good. Like we just need to regulate the decentralized coin. It's like, man, this is absolutely insane. I can't believe people would actually listen to this and fall for, for the ridiculous PR spin going on here. Like, Someone said it in the chat best. Their incentives aren't aligned with Bitcoin, hence why they continue to double down and talk smack on Bitcoin because Bitcoin literally eliminates their jobs. So, of course, they are going to spin it in, in such a way that it makes us all look bad so that the, the average person that's just reading headlines that's just getting tidbits doesn't dive deeper into freedom money, which is Bitcoin. But oh. I, I, absolutely amazing. I can't believe I just heard that. Yeah, no, it's 100% true. Let's see if we can get Adrian on during the news. But anyways, let's check it out, guys. The Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch in the game. From custom node cases to key rings to the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. Comes in any custom color your heart desires. You want it in gold, they make it in gold, but only on CryptoCloaks.com. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, guys. 
This is what winning looks like. This is what winning looks like. And why are we winning? Why are we winning? Why even after everything they throw at us, all these powerful institutions, their propaganda, all their spin, all their misrepresentations, why are we winning? Because the incentives are irresistible. That's why we're winning. That is why we are winning. Anyways, let's check this out. Bitcoin lures inflation-weary Argentines despite crypto crash. Savers in South American in the South American nation are increasingly being drawn to cryptocurrency to offset years of painful inflation, now running nearly 60%, shrugging off a recent market crash and El Salvador's troubled experiment with virtual tender. That's right. They always have to insert the spin. They always have to insert the framing, right? They're turning to this, but how could they? Because there is a 60% market crash in El Salvador. We have to talk about El Salvador. The local, to, to continue the article, the local environment is pushing people to protect their capital and cryptocurrencies. And, and so we could see growth speeding up, said Mario Lieberman. One of the founders of the cafe, which is aimed at promoting the use of digital tender throughout Latin America, the potential, the, the, the growth potential is enormous, he said, adding that most local users are buying it as a way to hoard their savings. It is an avalanche that won't be stopped. An April report from America's market intelligence showed crypto penetration in Argentina was 12 percent, around double the level of Mexico and Brazil. Adoption and hyperinflation plague Venezuela is even higher, according to a recent report by Chain Analysis. The draw is a lack of confidence in the local peso currency, which has depreciated 14% this year against the dollar. Capital controls limiting foreign exchange to $200 monthly are also spurring crypto adoption. So think about it this way. Think about it this way. What did you expect people to do? Tell me right now, what did you expect people to do? They try to control how much money you can get out of a bank. We played you a video from Lebanon. It forced people to get so extreme that they, that they were robbing banks. It wasn't even a rob. It was they were trying to get the money out of their bank. And they had to rob the bank in the process. They had to heist the bank, which has led Lebanon to close the banks indefinitely. And then they frame it as if, oh, people are robbing the bank. The bank robbed you guys in the first place and people just want their money back. And they expect people to keep their money into the system. They expect us to trust them with central bank digital currencies. No, no. This is why people are adopting Bitcoin. Anyways, annual inflation rose to 58% in April and can go as high as 70% this year, a rate which makes crypto attractive. Despite the recent, again, more FUD sprinkled in there. Despite the recent crash, which has seen stablecoins like Terra USD, Terra Slide, and Bitcoin drop to 60 month low, Victor Levero, 44, an IT specialist in Buenos Aires, Providence, puts his extra savings into stablecoin and Bitcoin each month after using up his 200 quota to convert pesos to dollars. He doesn't bother, bother with fixed-term peso savings. Basically, it's because I lose less, he said. With Argentinian inflation of between 60 to 7%, fixed terms paying 30 to 35%, it just doesn't work. Why would you do something if you're going to lose money? Local crypto platforms like Lemon Cash and Bueno Beat told Reuters that their user base has ballooned over the last year. The central bank has warned repeatedly about the risks of investing in volatile currencies, and some adopters are taking it carefully. Okay, what about the risk of leaving your money in a fiat currency that continues to lose value? Why do they never mention that? And then this kind of makes sense. Why? When... when when Argentina came to the IMF for a bailout, part of the bailout condition was to de-incentivize the adoption of Bitcoin and shitcoins in Argentina. To read the article, the Argentine Senate on Thursday night approved a debt deal of $45 billion with the monetary fund linked to an agreement that includes a provision discouraging the use of cryptocurrencies. But people don't care. And the reason that people don't care is because of the incentive.
incentives. If you're in Argentine, if you are in Argentine and you're losing 60 to 70% of your purchasing power and the government installed capital controls, meaning you can't convert your Argentinian pesos to something like the dollar. Basically, they have you hostage. What did you expect? And the IMF that is supposed to be helping these countries doesn't give a flying F. They continue to for to try to force people to use of money that loses value as long as they maintain control. But it wasn't only the IMF. It was also the United Nations. We read, we read you guys this report. It's from the United Nations. The United Nations spells out actions to curb cryptocurrencies in developing countries. And it's funny because at the top it says prosperity for all. And at the bottom, right, it continues, it, it continues to say, while cryptocurrencies can facilitate remittances, they may also enable tax evasions, avoiding through illicit finance, just as, uh, just as if to, to a tax haven where ownership is not easily identifiable. In this way, cryptocurrencies may also curb effectiveness of capital controls, a key instrument for developing countries to preserve their policy space and macroeconomic stability. What about the people? Yeah. Yeah, they were putting, they were installing a $200 capital control, but still forcing the people of Argentina to continue to use their shitcoin. What is this, dude? What type of world do these people want us to live in? 60 to 70% inflation. You're using, you're losing 60 to 70% of your purchasing power. If you try to go to the dollar, eh, no, only $200 at a time. So what are you going to do? You're going to seek an alternative, and that alternative is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the only one that will give you true financial sovereignty. Shit coins, including stable coins, will give you a false sense of financial sovereignty. This is mass adoption happening in front of our eyes, and it goes back to something that we've been saying for a very long time. Why is this happening? The incentives of Bitcoin are irresistible. Are you, the individual, going to pick something that they can debase and they can censor? Or are you going to pick something that is hard for them to confiscate, censorship resistant, and also, um, and also, Dif no, also impossible for debate for them to debase. What are you going to choose as an individual? It's not rocket science. This is how we win, man. 12% of Argentina is already adopting Bitcoin. In Nigeria, it's up to 33%. In Venezuela, it's even it's it's about in between that. Why? Why is this happening? Because their fiat currencies are shit. And in the process, the totalitarians are forced to show their hands. Whether that's the UN, whether that's the IMF, and say, hey, even though they're shit, we still want you to use them so that we can more easily control you. Well, I got something to say to them. Fuck you guys. We are winning. And there's nothing you can do about it. Opti, what are your thoughts, bro? Go off, King. Let's go. First off, I love this energy. This is this is why I'm here, is to hear these Nico Jones rants. This is this is why uh, I know I, I, I'm doing the right thing with, with being partners with Nico. Because you, bro, the way you communicate, it, it just it resonates with people. Second, as the meme goes, check your financial privilege, guys. I've said it before, and, and me and Nico are both Latinos. Like... As a Latin person, uh, you know, I think it just makes a lot more sense to people in Latin America that have dealt with currency debasement, that have dealt with corruption, that have dealt with issues that people in the first world haven't felt. And furthermore, it, I think it's one of those other memes of like, look, the third world will latch onto Bitcoin a lot more easily than, than the first world because they understand these problems with fiat money. Uh, how many countries are currently going through hyperinflation? Like how many countries have dealt with hyperinflation in the past? So there's something about it, like going through these experiences makes it that much easier for you to understand why Bitcoin is so important, why Bitcoin is economic empowerment. 
And furthermore, of course, like we we said, I say it all the time. Of course, like the IMF and the powers that be are gonna are gonna tell you that you shouldn't be using Bitcoin. I, I I'm always gonna bring up the Christine Lagarde quote where she says, "If there's an exit door, then people are gonna use it. They have to paint Bitcoin in such a way that it makes us look bad because they understand what we understand that Bitcoin is economic freedom. Bitcoin is economic empowerment. And the more people that use Bitcoin, as Nico's saying, you know, the more we have people adopt." Bitcoin on an individual level, the more they can't stop this revolution. So again, guys, the revolution is self-custody. Spread the sound money gospel. People need to understand why the money system, why the legacy financial system is broken. And this is why we do this every single day, because people still don't understand the basic problem going on in the world. And it is the money is broken, stupid. Fix the money, fix the world. And I just love to see people starting to wake up to this idea because as a you know as a once once jaded bitcoiner you get tired out here spreading bitcoin signal to people and no one listening but when you see signs like this of people waking up to the idea that bitcoin is economic freedom that bitcoin is the opt-out solution to this madness it's like okay like we are doing the good work out here and we're spreading the signal so that people can understand that we can fix this guys and all you got to do is opt out of the fiat system, you know, take that individual risk and save in Bitcoin and your life gets so much better. Absolutely amazing. Bars. Um, Adrian, what are your thoughts, my friend? Are you are you there with us? It uh, looks looks unfortunately looks like uh adrian is having some internet issues but anyways um, i'm gonna move on to this gonna gonna fly yeah we got some time um, i'm gonna fly uh through it pretty quickly you could say i mean how do i say this is it is it i think it, you would consider it noise just on the surface but i think that if you dig in and you connect it with other stuff i, I think it is a little bit of signal so Goes on to say, Royal Family of Dubai Company Seed Group partners with Coin Corner to facilitate Bitcoin transactions in the United Arab Emirates. That's where Dubai is. Um, and then Bahrain approves Bitcoin and shitcoin payments for over 5,000 merchants. So two predominant, actually pretty wealthy countries in in. Um, in the Middle East, again, uh, using it's not Bitcoin is legal tender, but at least they're allowing. Uh, and shout out to Danny from from uh, Coin Corner, by the way, he's awesome. Love his socks. Um, if you know, you know. Um, but yeah, no, dude, I don't know, man. It, hmm. I I'll tell you this, guys. I'm more bullish about what I'm seeing in Argentina because it's a grassroots movement. It's not from the top down. It's just people seeking Bitcoin as an alternative because they have no other alternative and they're using it as an alternative, but it isn't because there is a movement forcing them to do so. Now, this news from UAE, um, from you know, from the country that, that Dubai is is in and from Bahrain. Um, it's a more top-down approach, right? It's it's you know it's uh, it's companies and people's enabling Bitcoin payments within the country, but which is bullish because fine, sweet, I get to use Bitcoin. Uh, if I go to Dubai, I get to use Bitcoin. If I want to spend my Bitcoin, use Bitcoin as money, and that's awesome. Um, that's great. But I want to hear more news like Argentina. Because that is the revolution. And you see how the other side is reacting. You see how the IMF is reacting, right? I want to see that. I want to see more and more in that. And I think that the, the revolution here, guys, is going, to be a, is, is going to be a bottom up, right? The countries that most benefit from having strong fiat currencies, they're going to try to retain that power as long as humanly possible. And then the countries that least benefit from, I mean, that most benefit from legacy uh, fiat currencies that are able to print their own money, dictate their, non -mon their monetary policy, they're going to try to retain that power for as long as humanly possible. So, I mean, but it is really cool. Shout out to Coin Corner. Shout out, awesome from Dubai, awesome from the UAE, and awesome from Bahrain. I, I hope I could, I, I hope I continue to see that more and more countries allowing 
payments to be made in Bitcoin. That 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 is some positive news, but not as bullish as Argentina, man. Argentina has me so riled up this morning. Holy crap. We are winning, guys. That is mass adoption. What do you think the percentage of those countries using Bitcoin is going to be 10 years from now? Bro, it's going to be like half the fucking country by then. 60%, 70%. And if we get to those numbers, guys, there's absolutely nothing they could do about it. Because at the end of the day, what is Bitcoin? It's peer-to-peer. -peer. It's very easy for a government to compromise an intermediary. Try compromising millions upon millions of people holding their own Bitcoin by holding their own keys and running their own nodes. Good luck. Right. Anyways, uh, Opti, what are your what are your thoughts on the news from the Middle East? Well, uh, I do have a meme in mind, but I don't want to say it because I think it might be insensitive and I'm trying to uh, to work on my sensitivity over here. I'm doing sensitivity training with Nico, but we were having this conversation in spaces yesterday. And I think the silver lining of the news coming out of the Middle East is that these places are energy rich nations. And we should, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the secondary developments, you know, the secondary effects of, of, you know, these nations adopting Bitcoin, even if it is a, uh, a like a top down approach, like Nico is saying, I think that we will see some some very big developments coming out of the Middle East in regards to, you know, like oil maybe being priced in sats in the future. And when that happens, like, man, yo, you guys better buckle up because the price is going to go nuclear and parabolic. So I think it is very bullish. But to your point, Nico, I, I'm with you. I say it all the time, man. Like Bitcoin is an individual revolution. And as much as I love to see nation state adoptions, you know, people, uh, telling that yo this nation is bitcoin friendly it really starts with the individual and it starts with people uh, adopting bitcoin personally and realizing that this can help your life and you don't need someone to tell you to own bitcoin to to get the improvements of bitcoin i love seeing individuals making those decisions for themselves and realizing that yo bitcoin can help me in my life and the more we see people doing that on an individual level the more this revolution cannot be stopped. So again, I think I'm, I'm becoming a broken re record because of you, Nico. Self-custody is the revolution. And I love seeing individuals whoop, whoop. starting to take their own keys and save in Bitcoin and take their responsibility back in their money. So it's a bullish day, man. I, I know I said I'm jacked up on coffee, but now I'm just jacked up on all this news. So let's go, man. What a morning. Let's go. What a morning. Anyways, let's get to the culture. Hopefully we could we can get Adrian in. Anyways, let's do it. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, guys, before we get to that, guys, you're not going to want to miss this Bitcoin conference. It's going to be the biggest Bitcoin conference on the West Coast. It's November 10th through the 11th in Los Angeles, California. Michael Saylor just announced that he's going to be speaking there. We also have Corey Klitson, CEO of Swan, Jeff Booth, Dylan LeClaire, Lynn Alden, Pierre Richard, Eric Casson, Guy Swan, Mark Moss, Parker Lewis, Dr. Jeff Ross. Opti and I are also going to be doing a live show from Pacific Bitcoin. You definitely don't want to miss out on the celebration. You can take advantage of the promo code SIMPLY to get a huge discount on your Pacific Bitcoin tickets. Well, Nico, first and foremost, I thought this meme was fitting there's Bitcoin and there's shitcoin. And I have uh, Congressman Warren Davidson right here in meme format because this is what we continue to double down on. And, and people still uh, think that we are just shilling our bag. So before I get into the Financial Times article that, I, that we're going to cover today, I want to give some context here. Um, if you guys remember in your studies, Parker Lewis is gradually then suddenly series. I highly recommend you guys go read them, continue to you know, double down on the basics and the education on there. So I picked this one, Bitcoin can't be copied. And I picked just some highlight points so that I can give you guys some context before. 
we go into debunking this Financial Times article. So Bitcoin value function to this day, Bitcoin software code. You can copy the code tomorrow or create your own variant with a new feature. And no one that has adopted Bitcoin as money will treat it as such. Bitcoin has become money over time only as the Bitcoin network developed emergent properties that did not exist at inception and which are next to impossible to replicate now that Bitcoin exists. These properties emerge organically and spontaneously as individual economic actors all over the world evaluated Bitcoin and determined to store a portion of their wealth in it. And as that process has continued, the value of Bitcoin e increased. But there remains reasonable debate as to whether Bitcoin is sufficiently decentralized or sufficiently censorship resistant. But while this may be the case, there are other considerations less subjective to debate. One, Bitcoin represents by far the most decentralized and most censorship resistant monetary system in the world today, whether compared to traditional currencies, other digital currencies, or commodities like gold. Bitcoin derives its value because it is decentralized and because it is censorship resistant and it is these properties which secure and reinforce the credibility of bitcoin's fixed 21 million supply bitcoin becomes increasingly decentralized and increasingly censorship resistant as its value increases and as it scales at all levels of the network and you continue to repeat bitcoin is valuable not because of a particular feature but instead because it achieved finite digital scarcity through which it derives its store of value property the credibility of bitcoin scarcity only exists because it is decentralized and censorship resistant which in itself has very to do with the software one would lead this conclusion without first developing their own understanding of the following one that bitcoin is finitely scarce the how and the why two that bitcoin is valuable because it is scarce and three that monetary networks tend to one medium you may come to different conclusions but this is the appropriate framework to consider when contemplating whether it is possible to copy or outcompete. with that context in mind this article dropped today on Financial Times, and of course, we have more FUD and more countering of the quote-unquote Bitcoin maximalist narratives. And if you guys have remember, if you scroll down memory lane, you may remember Gemma Kelly. She has been putting in overtime trying to make Bitcoin maximalists look bad, make the whole quote-unquote crypto sphere look bad, and she just dropped this article, and man, it is atrocious. Uh... I really like how in the first paragraph or so she says, I'm trying to steal me on these arguments and fundamentally is working with straw men, but that's neither here nor there. Let's get into this. So the title of this article is don't believe the maximalists. Bitcoin can't be separated from crypto. So I just highlighted a few points here so we can get into the conversation and she goes, Bitcoin, the Bitcoiners tell me is not crypto and you understand crypto bad and Bitcoin's good. And remember what we just showed you in the beginning with JP, uh, uh, Jamie Dimon and JP Morgan and how they literally switched it all around on us and we're taking 2017 narrative so anyways why do the coin maximalists the purists who argue that bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency has value make this claim they state that the organic way that bitcoin came into being cannot be repli replicated and that while bitcoin can be copied it will always have a first mover advantage and thus cannot be unseated but while you see can see why bitcoiners might be keen to distance themselves from the plethora of scams and failures that have occurred in shitcoin land their arguments don't stand up it doesn't matter what bitcoin's origins were the creator of bitcoin might have intended it to be used as money but that does not make it so it fulfills none of the necessary criteria and instead operates in a pyramid-shaped structure that relies on constantly recruiting new members just because you say words, Gemma, doesn't mean them true. And I will debunk this afterwards. But second, Bitcoin is not, in fact, decentralized. Not only do minor groups together to form mining pools, but wealth is also hugely concentrated. And she uses MicroStrategy and Michael Saylor as an example example of wealth concentration the first mover advantage does not always last finally there's not even an agreement on what bitcoin is lol absolute lols anyways the real reason bitcoin maximalists want to separate bitcoin from the rest of crypto is to create the illusion of scarcity in a world where there is none if there is infinite supply how can there be any value this is still the core problem of crypto 
and Bitcoin can't solve it again. She is correlating the idea that uh, Bitcoin and shitcoins are the same. And the fact that you can recreate and create your own shitcoin means that there's an infinite supply of cryptocurrencies. And there he goes with the kicker at the end. This is not to say that there aren't some crypto projects and tokens that are better than others, but a spade, no matter how shiny, is still a spade. And Bitcoin, I'm afraid, is still crypto. Anyways, I was going to do a full debunk of this article, but names, yours, I apology, I'm probably uh, ruining your name, did it for me. So we're just going to go through a few points and then add one more article to completely put the nail on the head. So in the second tweet right here, the origin is key in decentralized systems. It can set privileges early on, creating a symmetry between founders, developers, and regular users. In Bitcoin, there was no pre-mine, and the creator got BTC the same way as anyone else by mining. I know you've heard the mean. The immaculate conception of Bitcoin is the reason why Bitcoin is different. Bitcoin had value before it had a price. And this is why no shitcoin can come close to Bitcoin because every shitcoin, every crypto was created after Bitcoin was created with the idea that I, the creator of this coin, can get rich. Bitcoin is the only one that is separated from that idea because the free market gave it value when it had none from jump. Anyway, Satoshi created Bitcoin as money. It might not be a unit of account or widely accepted medium of exchange, but it's beginning to be viewed as a store of value. First, it comes from collectible, then it goes to store of value, then it goes to means of exchange, and then it is a unit of account. It just organ organically progresses these stages. And as we just showed you in, in the news section, Bitcoin is being adopted around the world as a unit of account, as money, as a means of exchange, but it does start as a store of value. So fundamentally, Gemma doesn't understand how money works, how, what, how, like what true economics is. She is definitely ingrained with the fiat mentality of being a Keynesian economics, but money works through these stages and Bitcoin is doing all these stages at one time it was at first a collectible before it had money and now it's becoming a store of value but at the same time it is a means of exchange and a unit of account we say it all the time sats are the standard we price all assets and sats and this is why most people are so bullish but i don't know about you guys i be using bitcoin all the time it is my money and just because you write an article doesn't mean that it's not my money Anyways, perhaps the more more importantly though, Satoshi created Bitcoin as money without intermediators. It, it's cash, peer-to-peer -peer money ported onto the digital realm. The first successful attempt, thanks to proof of work, as previously a central authority was needed to keep track of users' balances. Again, guys, I I I always tell you to go back to the white paper and it's in the first paragraph, or I'm not exactly sure if it's in the abstract, I'll have to go back and clarify this. But one of the first things Satoshi ever said is the reason we are in this situation right now is because we have outsourced our trust and the legacy system is built on this trust and they have abused this trust. Hence why Bitcoin is different because you don't need an intermediator. You don't need a middleman to use Bitcoin. This is a feature, not a bug. And this is what separates Bitcoin from everything else because all other shit coins are dependent on a small group of people to either be the, the creators of the coin, to be the developers of the coin or to be the foundation, you know, controlling the coin it sounds a lot like what the federal reserve and the central bankers and the central planners are doing but on the blockchain much innovation much wow that's sarcasm bitcoin is different there's bitcoin and there's shitcoin now this one is full of common misunderstandings. Decentralization in Bitcoin is measured by nodes, not miners or capital. That's because miners don't own the network, see the block size wars, and capital does not create special privileges. How many times have we told you on this show, just because Michael Saylor has hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin and, you know, big whales own more Bitcoin than you, it doesn't mean they have special privileges on the network. They just have more wealth doesn't mean that they can control the network which is very interesting because i'm pretty sure that she was referencing ethereum proof of stake as something that is better than bitcoin in this article and that is literally what happens on proof of stake if you have more money you can influence the network but bitcoin is different and if you guys remember go down memory lane the whole 2017 block size wars was based on this very thing 
This is why we tell you guys to use a node, run a node, verify your transactions because the users of Bitcoin control the network because you run the rules that you want to run. No one can tell you what Bitcoin is except for you, your individual decision, your individual consciousness, your rational decisions is what makes Bitcoin Bitcoin. And the free market has found a shelling point on Bitcoin BTC. The next one with such an organic beginning as Bitcoin on the features aspect, Bitcoin is a protocol and protocol. Protocols need to be reliable, stable, secure, and with almost perfect uptime. It's also peer-to-peer, -peer, something the features the others alluded would totally undermine, including proof of stake. And this is one of the crucial points here. When people call Bitcoin a Ponzi, a pyramid scheme, they are, they are relating the idea that Bitcoin is a company, that there is someone in control that is, you know, creating the products and and ensuring that some money goes to the new entrance but i don't know about you guys bitcoin is a monetary protocol that we use as money and i'm not selling my sats to someone else i am not dumping my bags on someone else i am storing my coin because i realize that bitcoin is monetary empowerment bitcoin is freedom and i'm opting out of the system and you cannot have these sats anyways the last point from this thread and and i put the thread in the descriptions or i will put the thread in the description and you guys should definitely read it and read the articles that i'm tagging as well but yes there is an infinite supply of crypto tokens shitcoin tokens and that's exactly why they are shit coins they are controlled by foundations that can change rules on a whim including supplies see ethereum nobody controls bitcoin and that's why it's bitcoin and not crypto again there's bitcoin and there is shit coins so to thoroughly debunk the idea that bitcoin is not a pyramid scheme again i am referencing parker lewis's gradually then suddenly let's just look at a, a classic definition of what a pyramid scheme is in the classic pyramid scheme participants attempt to make money solely by recruiting new participants into the program but despite their claims to have legitimate products or services to sell these fraudsters sim simply use money coming in from new recruits to pay off early stage investors i really wish that when i bought bitcoin or when new people buy bitcoin that i would get their bitcoin you know, send me one bitcoin i'll give you two bitcoins that's a meme. It doesn't work that way. With pyramid schemes, there's always some company and it is selling a product for which the end demand falls far short of the available supply. The company recruits participants to purchase inventory and to recruit new participants. The participants are always salespeople and compensation is tied mostly to recruiting rather than selling the actual product. Everyone up the chain can make money at the expense of the new recruits at the end of the line. This is a pyramid scheme and Bitcoin is not a pyramid scheme. Bitcoin is not a company it has no employees and its supply is finitely scarce no matter how many people adopt it there will only ever be 21 million bitcoin and this is the beauty and this is the distinction that should be glaringly obvious but because bitcoin is so complex because money is so complex it is not well understood and it is easily confused and bitcoin will only become a global reserve currency if hundreds of millions if not billions more adopted and seemingly everyone Bitcoin rabbit hole ends up on the other side, explaining it to their family and friends, pitching it as a better form of money. Sounds like a pyramid scheme, right? Yes, maybe. But when Dell started selling PCs on its website in 96 and everyone told their friends to get a Dell, was it a pyramid scheme? When Apple released the first iPhone in 2007 and everyone told their friends to drop BlackBerry for its superior successor, was it a pyramid scheme? No. Techno technological shifts often happen fast and the value proposition of an innovation trumps all else. It does not matter how you learn about Bitcoin or the innovation, the technological innovation. All that matters is whether the innovation provides utility and if it does people will want to use it and if it doesn't they won't this is what makes a market did we not just cover this in the news section people all around the world are starting to read utility of bitcoin the 21 million hard cap is the innovation here because proof of work ensures that no one can dilute your money in a world of infinite paper money in a world of paper ponzi world no one can create more than 21 million Bitcoin. And this is a feature, not a bug. But furthermore, in a world where we are completely controlled by tyrants and authoritarians that want to shut you off of your financial system and want you to use CBDCs, censorship resistance is the utility that Bitcoin offers, including 
other utilities that you know are, are maybe maybe more personal but anyways bitcoin utility is as money it has a market because it solves a problem inherent in modern money not only is bitcoin not a pyramid scheme it is fundamentally distinct from the class of innovation that could be offered by any individual company bitcoin is not dell it is not apple it is not a tech stock there's no company that exists behind bitcoin bitcoin is not a company selling a product and there's no income stream to pay future dividends bitcoin is not about making money instead bitcoin is money Money, or at least it has become money to those choosing to store a portion of their wealth in it. And it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It is fundamentally about storing the value you have already created. Bitcoin is a bearer asset, and however, unlike a bearer bond, there is no income stream. Guys, if Bitcoin was a pyramid scheme, I don't think all you guys would be scammers out there and as and i say this obviously sarcastically and as a joke because i i recommend everyone read everyone's a scammer by bitstein i i think i've recommended that on this show continuously like i i beat a dead horse because i fundamentally believe that if Bitcoin was a pyramid scheme, then you guys would not want to hold Bitcoin. And I don't know about you, but I hold Bitcoin and I hoard Bitcoin and I want as many sats as possible. And you're not going to get them out of my dead hands. Like you may get them. Uh, I, I'll probably donate them to the system unless I figure out some kind of way to further my Bitcoin stash. Anyway, the, in a pyramid scheme, the people selling the scheme are the scammers. But in most cases today, whenever someone buys Bitcoin, they are directly trading a fractionally reserved form of currency with the promise of future debasement in return for a bearer asset with a finite supply and a vastly superior monetary policy. The person on the other end of the line is getting the raw deal. It is not to say that literally everyone that sells Bitcoin does so without good reason. It is money after all, and its utility is an exchange. By definition, market participants have a wide variety of present needs for liquidity and real value is transferred every time a Bitcoin is transacted, whether for dollars or for goods and services. However, on average and over the long term, it is information and asymmetry in full effect. Bitcoin's monetary policy is optimally engineered, incredibly enforced, though few understand it, which is why it represents the greatest asymmetry in the world today. And this is why Ooh. the Financial Times continues to miss the point. I think we've covered it a few times. I went long today, Nico, but I had to go in deep on this one. And it, it's becoming very clear to me. I, we've said it yesterday. We've said it so many times on the show that, yes, uh, you can naively believe that these people don't understand what is going on here, that maybe they just need more education, that they, they haven't done the deep dive down the rabbit hole. But I fundamentally believe that most legacy media is bought and paid for, hence why they are spreading this information this way so that they can continue to stop people finding the exit door. And this is why we continue to double down and tell you that Bitcoin is the best money in the world and you need to opt out with Bitcoin because they are stealing from you with fiat money. Anyways, Nico, I ranted enough. What's your thoughts? Yeah, man. Um, dude, first of all, phenomenal job. Um, it, it, it's so important that we at least provide a counter narrative to, you know, I, I, they're not mainstream media anymore. They're legacy media um, and the Financial Times Many, many times in the way that they frame El Salvador and the, the way they frame uh, Bitcoin. It, it, these are the publications that people like Jamie Dimon are reading. You know, that's why they release articles. It was the infamous Financial Times article that said, uh, please stop calling uh, uh, Bitcoin. I mean, uh, fiat currencies a meme because they're not. You know, that that's where these people are coming from. And if you want to know who the enemies of bitcoin what that what the things that they read are it's it's those types of publications um yeah man it's it's bullshit it's misrepresentations if you are if you're attacking bitcoin maximalism if you're attacking bitcoin fundamentalism whatever you want to call it the reason that you're doing that is because you're a scammer right and and bitcoin maxis are the ones that call out your bullshit and they let you know what's going on and they expose what what angle you're coming from, right? So yeah, you go pound sand. That's my response to them, right? But you did a great job, and yeah, don't totally, dude. It's it's part of the culture, man. It's this is what it's about. This is narrative trench warfare. We're on the front lines. You guys on the front lines. Every tweet that you make, every response that you make, every meme that you make counts. Is about winning over the hearts and minds. And this is what we're going to do. This is what we pride ourselves in doing at Simply. 
we provide a counter narrative to the dying legacy financial medium. We're going to win this and there's absolutely nothing that you guys could do about it. There's nothing you guys could do about it. We have better memetics than you guys do. Anyways, Adrian, are you finally here, brother? Could we hear you? I'm here, but I'm muted. <laughs> You're unmuted now. Yo, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, what can I say? Bitcoin will win. <laughs> I haven't been able to hear the last little bit of what you guys have been saying because I've just been struggling to get this connection working here. <laughs> yeah, we have to we have to rebook you, my friend, on another day so we get you we get you whatever. But hopefully we can get you we can get you to see the whole meme review. Let's do this. Awesome. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Bitbox 2 Bitcoin only edition, a hardware wallet by Shift Crypto, crypto like cryptography. It's secure, it's open source, and it's so easy your mom can set it up. Self custody is the revolution, and the Bitbox makes it simple. Do not leave your Bitcoin on an exchange. Order a Bitbox today. Order a fucking Bitbox <laughs> today, bro. All right, guys. Self custody, your Let's Bitcoin. Let's go. All right, you already know the meme. Tweets are the bullets, and memes are the artillery. In this information war, guys, you are the frontline soldiers. Continue to spread the sound money gospel. Yes, memes are entertainment, but they pack a, a strong punch and they incept ideas. And this is why we need to also create calls of actions in our memes. But first and foremost, I picked this meme because. Uh, I know you guys remember the pandemic, uh, hashtag I remember, and I remember seeing these, uh, these similar, similar signs on people's, people's yards, but this is the Bitcoin version. Shouts out to at symbol Satoshi or sat symbol, and they go, in this house, we believe Satoshi is a genius. If it's not Bitcoin, it's a shitcoin. The government works against us. CBDCs are anti-human rights. DCA is the way. Not your keys, not your Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Sats are the standard. Absolutely beautiful meme, guys, because, hey, so much wisdom is packed into this little meme that you can unpack the, the each meme and, and go in for a long time. Like me and Nico could rant about one of these lines for a long, long time, but this is the power of memes because it gives you guys a distilled truth. So on to the next one. Shouts out to my boy Rope. And he goes, spoiler alert, there are none. This is where we keep all the shit coins with a use case. <laughs> Let's go. Absolutely beautiful. And for those in the space, it's a lady look, uh, pointing at an empty cupboard board. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is by at Dirgigi. Shouts out to Dirgigi, and he goes accurate hashtag Bitcoin. And this one is really also another deep meme. As you can see, the top left, this is a crypto course, quote unquote. And we got a teacher with laser eyes, another person with laser eyes, and it goes the evolution of crypto throughout history. And it's a long list of shit coins that are all culminating down to the mega shit coin, which is all a fork off of bitcoin the one and only true blockchain also called the time chain shouts out to the time chain maximus out there and still i know i thoroughly debunked the idea of bitcoin as a company on the culture but still this is why we have great memes like this on on twitter because breaking there's still no comment from the bitcoin ceo where are you bitcoin ceo so breaking news, policy in the economy, Fed raises rates, and the Bitcoin CEO is silent. And one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, remarked to Twitter pleb. <laughs> Guys, imagine if there was a Bitcoin CEO, then we might have to actually be concerned with what he says. This is a feature, not a bug. So shouts out to Satoshi disappearing. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Really, uh, on a side note. Check out the Tomer Strolight interview that, that Nico did because they did a beautiful job in explaining like how powerful an idea is or how powerful the symbolic representation of Satoshi leaving Bitcoin was. And furthermore, shouts out to my boy Andres, son to Sat, and he, he commented this on our spaces yesterday because at the end of our spaces, we got the news that the Jerome Powell raised uh, or the Fed raised rates. And so he goes, that's simply Bitcoin. I keep getting this call today. Beware if you get the same call. And it's like a, a photo of uh, your, your smartphone. It goes, scam likely. Jerome Powell is calling. Do you want to accept or do you want to deny? 
<laughs> oh man, I loved it. I loved it. And today, Captain Bitcoin, uh, I added two of your memes to, to round this off because I really love the sentiment in this one. And the first one is stack insane, hashtag Bitcoin. And it goes stack insane or remain the same. And it's got these Bitcoin barbells. This is the way, guys, as, as my buddy Zach Obi says, it's like stack your balls off or remain not a legend. This is why you will not be remembered if you don't stack insane, guys. Anyways, this last one, again, this is by Captain Bitcoin. And I really like this because Bitcoiners have a way of repurposing, uh, you know, old wisdom and making it into an even more solid meme. And he goes, get your money off exchange and control your Bitcoin. And this is a Warren Buffett quote, but I'm not going to read the actual Warren Buffett quote. I'm going to read the upgraded vote, uh, quote. And it goes, if you cannot control your keys, you cannot control your money. Let's go. <laughs> this is the way, guys. This is why we tell you all the time. Self-custody is the revolution. Take your Bitcoin off exchanges. Exchanges are not wallets. Put your Bitcoin in self-custody in, in a wallet where you own the private keys and use a note so that you verify it as Bitcoin. And go live your life. I say this all the time. Provide the value, get the Bitcoins, and go and live your life. So drop your meme review score in the chat while we give you ours. And here we go. My meme review score for today is I think this might be the last bitmeg sticker i have i will have to look if i have other variations but i got this bitcoin logo sticker it's got stars and stripes and it's american color because bitcoin is instilling the american ideals on the blockchain convince me otherwise anyways nico what is your meme review score i'm i am back in florida i am no longer in puerto rico i'm gonna give it the original crypto cloaks microphone case that he gave me when we started um the orange pill orange pill might cover it's badass i like it i like it it's definitely a throwback i'm gonna hang this up i no longer i retired this microphone anyways guys we want to know what do you think about those memes what do you think about those memes um first rope rope no but you got to scroll up here opti i got it. i got it today don't worry um by luca uh no 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 no. here we go this is the first one by andres i give those memes nico overcooked steaks <laughs> ah, okay okay little jab i like a medium they're not overcooked i give those memes one basis point rate hike Okay, I give rope says I give those memes all the caffeine surging through Opti's veins. <laughs> Let's effing go, air horns. We got J Pleb. I give those memes one big oil greasy red mustache. Loco says I give those memes my dog. Uh yellow, I give those memes zombie rum cocktail. I hit up yellow yesterday. I was like, yellow, I got something for you. And he's like, Nico, I'm drunk, leave me alone. <laughs> Um, I give those memes an AR-15. Z-Logic says, that's a great score, by the way. Um, I give those memes a buy Bitcoin shopping cart sticker. Great score, my friend. Great score. We got Michael Morrison. He says, I give those memes a Bitcoinized la live, laugh, love decoration. And last but not least, Narwhal Tacos. I give those memes the shaving whiskers in my sink please okay nice okay. nice nice good scores very good scores very good scores guys i also want to give uh a very special shout out if you want your meme to be included in the meme review this is absolutely free you got to go to www.t.me slash the simply bitcoin channel that's a link to the Simply Bitcoins telegram group it's absolutely free it's a hangout in there there's going to be plebs just talking exposing the clown world so many exposing the clown world memes it's a great time i think we're over 500 people now guys you definitely want to join this telegram group but anyways opti there was a website by there was a there was an open source software release today let's check it out bitcoin software release brought to you by cypher safe don't be that person that loses their bitcoin seed due to fire damage water damage dog attacks back up your generational bitcoin wealth on steel and there's no better place to do it than the cypher grid by cypher safe and now check out their new bitcoin art the bitcoin rulux 
triangle only on cyphersafe.io. All right, guys, I want to give a shout out to Spectre Desktop version 1.13.0. Spectre Desktop is a software Bitcoin wallet, right? You could download it. You could use it as your main Bitcoin wallet. There's also Sparrow. There's also Electrum. It's really up to you which one you want to use. And they just released an update. So you definitely want to update. Don't forget to check the signatures before you before you download it because you don't want to download it. You don't want to download something that doesn't come from the original developers. Of course, the Spectre desktop wallet allows you to connect any hardware wallet of your choice to it. And it also allows you to connect to your own node so that you don't dox your Bitcoin addresses to them. So um, definitely go check it out, guys. Check out Spectre Desktop. They just released a new software update. I also want to give a very special shout out to our awesome clothing sponsor, Opti and I. Wear the hoodies every single day. I'm wearing the Masmanov one or the represent Max. Yeah, Maximov. It's orange and I put the orange little orange pin here. It looks badass. Opti, why don't you show the back of the decentralized one model for the audience? That's right. Represent decentralized corpse. Definitely want to check it out. Guys, you can take advantage of the promo code to get 10% off anything off the representltd.com store. And I also talked to David. He's going to be dropping the Simply Bitcoin merch is coming soon. We're going to let you guys know about that. It's going to be badass, authentic designed. Join the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. All right, guys, that was our show. I want to give a shout out to Adrian for attempting to come. He, 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 he's having some issues with his, with, with the internet guys. Also check out simply Bitcoin's written version, simply Bitcoin unfiltered www.simplybitcoin.news. It's totally free. Shout out to our writers, Zach, Zach and, uh, and Rustin. They're freaking awesome guys. If you really enjoyed the show, it helps us tremendously. If you smash that like button, if you consider subscribing, if you feel like we provided you value. And of course, guys, like always, I'll see you tomorrow from Nashville for another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. Which one's the best crypto asset? Well, Bitcoin's the best crypto asset. Okay. What's the second best? There is no second best.